The name of the book is Home of the Braves. For baby boomers, that really means something. Talking about the battle for baseball in Milwaukee. Authored by Dr. Patrick Steele, is a longtime history professor at Concordia University. Teaches teaches uh, hardball, softball himself as part of the coaching staff at various levels. It's a very intriguing book. Details the arrival of the Boston Braves to Milwaukee County Stadium way back in 1953 and their subsequent departure a decade later, lured by corporate dollars and other incentives in Atlanta, where they wind up in Fulton County Stadium, downtown Atlanta. How did it all come together? How forgiven are Milwaukeeans as it relates relates to the Braves' departure even today? My first question to him was, what prompted the Boston Braves to move to Milwaukee? It was a combination of two things. It was a ready-made Major League Stadium sitting in Milwaukee that was ready to open in 1953, and it was very, very poor attendance in Boston in 1952. I mean, they drew barely more than 280000 for an entire season their last year in Boston. Um, and it, it was really um, fortunate timing for Milwaukee to have County Stadium done uh, when it was, because had the Braves stayed in Boston one more year, I don't know if they ever would have come, because the talent that they had in Milwaukee in 53 obviously still then would have been in Boston. I think the success they would have had, they finished, I believe, second that year, uh, probably would have turned the attendance numbers around at least temporarily at Boston. Interesting. Civic leadership in Milwaukee at the time really took a political risk in building County Stadium, did it not? Oh, absolutely. It was the first, you know, uh, real municipal uh, stadium built solely with uh, taxpayer funding. Um, and they didn't have a major league team to go in there. Uh, one of the big proponents behind it, Frederick Miller, who was at the time president of Miller Brewing Company, uh, really was a spokesman and a salesman for what Milwaukee could do. And as the stadium was nearing completion, he was really front and center trying to get a major league team to come in there because they didn't want the reputation of the stadium to be a minor league park if the minor league brewers would have played in it. We're talking with Dr. Patrick Steele of Concordia University, historian, teacher of history, and author of the book, Home of the Braves, The Battle for Baseball, and a baseball softball coach himself, very successful at it, in addition to writing this book. Um, Doctor, let me ask you, to what degree did the success of the AAA Brewers establishing Milwaukee as a professional baseball town, even though it was AAA, uh, lure the team as well? I mean, we had an established record here, did we not? Yeah, they were they were very, very successful, and they were part of the uh, Boston Braves organization. Um, Lou Perini's group ended up buying into the team uh, in 1946, I believe, and uh, that gave him, in essence, the Milwaukee territory if he ever wanted to move his club here. Uh, but the team was actually very successful. They won the uh, Little World Series in 51 and 52, and ironically, they won it again in 53 when they were in Toledo after they left because the Braves came. So they did have a very successful minor league franchise here. Milwaukee did have a great reputation as a baseball town, and it made sense, um, you know, when the Braves came here, um, there was a community organization, you know, prepared for it. There was a tradition of broadcasting, you know, on radio. There was um, a little bit of television broadcast in the minor league games as well. And so they really walked into a, a great situation, a team, a town that loved baseball, a brand new facility, and a team that was on the verge of getting really good. And they just, as you, as you pointed out, uh, Doctor, they just accelerated. I mean, the fact that they accomplished so much in such little time, even during that era of baseball and fewer teams, was really was really noteworthy, remarkable. Oh, it, it, it's absolutely remarkable. Um, 
you know, the, the string of success that they had. And when you think of the teams that moved, and we'll take the Dodgers out of this because the dynamics were a little bit different because they had success before. You know, the Dodgers won the World Series in 55, and they're going to uh, win it again in 59. Um, you know, they, they were kind of the exception. Every other team that moved really was kind of that second-tier team. And so none of them had the success that the Braves had once they got into Milwaukee. And that's what made their story a little bit different than everybody else that moved. And there was such passion. There was such passion for the Braves in Milwaukee. And the Braves were so accessible to their fans. And then things started going, as you point out in your book, south. What happened? Yeah, um, well, it was a combination of things. Um, Baseball as a whole, attendance-wise, started to go down in the late 50s and really kind of accelerated in the early 1960s. Uh, with the rise of professional football. Obviously, you have rival football leagues in the 1960s with the AFL and the NFL. And, of course, in Wisconsin, what's the special dynamic? That's the Lombardi-Packer years. And so the Packers really kind of supplanted the Braves as Wisconsin's team. And, you know, had it not been for the tremendous success they had in the early 50s, um, the, the decline that they had in attendance would not have been as noticeable. But what people focus on, or, or forget to focus on, rather, is that baseball attendance, as I said before, was down everywhere. It just seemed to be down more in Milwaukee than it had been in the past. Was was anybody expecting the announcement from the franchise in 64 that, hey, folks, we're looking elsewhere? No, the rumors had been there um, for a while. And, you know, it's actually amazing. If you, if you spend enough time going through newspapers, every franchise in the 1950s was rumored to be going somewhere else. I believe the earliest notation I saw that the Braves might be looking to go somewhere else was 55. You know, and it was just, it was a little side blurb that somebody, you know, mentioned, you know, that they were one of the teams. And it was like, you know, they were, they were still in the upswing in attendance. You know, there was, there was no sign that they were going to go anywhere. So you have to kind of filter through that. But there started to be substantive rumors in 1963 that the team was looking to go somewhere else. In, in part because the revenues that they were making in Milwaukee could no longer keep the ownership group economically viable well what sealed the deal for atlanta atlanta georgia civic leadership and getting the braves was it corporate money what was it well it was a combination of things it was a new stadium that they built um, they, they almost literally followed the milwaukee plan built a stadium and hoped to land a franchise and what they wanted was a major league franchise to come in they did not want to wait for expansion there were two teams really that were up and one was cleveland their stadium deal was coming to an end and the other was milwaukee uh, the Braves had a better track record, and I think that was the direction that Atlanta um, people were le- leaning towards. Um, when you start to talk about corporate money, Atlanta had a lot more money that they could invest in broadcasting. Um, you had a seven-state radio network locked up for the Braves immediately, whereas Wisconsin was really landlocked in particular once the Twins came to Minnesota. Um, you had Coca-Cola there willing to offer dramatically more money than any company in, in Wisconsin could afford to pay for radio broadcast rights. So you're comparing Schlitz Brewing, which was, you know, at the time the number two brewer in America, but on the decline, versus Coca-Cola, you're, you're not going to win that, that economic battle. And so the money became too great for them to stay here. And I recall Henry Aaron saying, I do not want to move my family south. Yeah, but, you know, certainly you're you're talking in the middle of the civil rights era. Atlanta did not have a great reputation as being, um, you know, inclusive. And certainly there is a de- dynamic to that. Um, but, but I know that the, the leadership down in Atlanta did make sure that when their stadium opened, that it was integrated. There was no 
segregated seating that was supposed to be there. Um, the Atlanta Braves fan clubs that, that were developed in the South um, by the organization were integrated. Um, had that happened 10 years earlier, they probably would have been segregated. So they did what they could to accommodate uh, you know, guys like Aaron to make sure that, that it was a warm and welcoming place for them. Dr. Patrick Steele, Associate Professor of History at uh, Concordia College, a baseball softball coach in his own right, and uh, author of the new book, exciting book, Home of the Braves, The Battle for Baseball in Milwaukee. God bless you for keeping the, the Braves tradition alive in Milwaukee, Doctor. Well, you know, the fans do. You mentioned having a baseball cap up on your TV, and it's like anytime you turn on a Brewers game on television, you will see people wearing Milwaukee Braves stuff somewhere in the background. There's always somebody there with a cap or a jersey or something. So, you know, their, their legacy is still with us. And without that string of success that they had during the 13 seasons they played in Milwaukee, you know, we, we probably would not be a major league town today. Doctor, thank you so much. Congratulations once again. Thank you so much.